0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network.
1: So, so we're so we're recording now, right? Right now, let's so, see.
0: I've got uh, hand disinfectant. I've got um, disinfectant spray. I got a hazmat suit. I got an air purifier. Yeah, I think I'm ready now.
1: Okay, well, it, it, it you know, it, this is this is the episode where Sharing the Man Keeney bit us in the. In the keeny parts <laughs>
0: I don't even
1: want to go there So hello ladies and gentlemen And listeners and whatever else you might consider yourself to be Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever Episode 113 And you might ask Well I hear Kevin But I don't hear Mark Well that's because Mark shared his man Keeney with me And we, communic- we got communicable with the disease Now fortunately Mike sanitized it Before he put it on so I have Mike McPeak back to uh, to to be here with me and uh, do geekiest show e- ever, episode 113. How are you doing tonight, Mike?
0: I was doing better until you got to that description there, Now I got disturbing images in my mind. But, well, we'll get them out somehow or another.
1: Well, there's always the melon baller for the brain, if that if that works. Out.
0: <laughs> better get that baby warmed up.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, Mark's not feeling well. He's he's under the weather now. It's down under for him, or winter down under where he is. So, he's under the weather. And I'm almost on the mend, except I still got a cough. So I, if, if you hear me cough, I will apologize in advance. Um, but I will try to drink water and hit the cough button appropriately. Uh, but before I go to bed tonight, I will take uh, appropriate cough suppressant uh, liquids to uh, to help clear that up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're saying that uh,
0: Mark's under the weather down under. So okay. Yeah.
1: He's under, down, under.
0: Oh, okay. That sounds like that's like a double negative. Does that mean he's like on top then?
1: He's on top of the world, man. And now you can just picture Mark as uh, Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> I'm king of the world. Oh, king God of the world. God help man. Us all. Uh, yeah. But th- you know that dovetails into one of the topics I wanted to talk about tonight. It's the summer season, and most all my favorite shows, which I think I've talked about. The four main shows I watch are uh, Big Bang Theory, of course. Two and a Half Men. I watch uh, uh, Mike and Molly, and God, I can't help me. Oh, Two Broke Girls. That's basically the four shows that I watch on a very regular schedule. I I never miss a new episode of The Big Bang Theory. I am religious about that. Mark and I have talked about talked about it, but with everything, almost everything in repeats now, what the crap is a geek supposed to watch during the summer?
0: Well, there's a show on that I like to watch, um, and I, I, not to be self too self-promotional here, but my last episode of uh, Bard on the Plains was about uh, Warehouse 13, and that's actually on right now in the summertime. On Monday nights, I think, at Seven o'clock. I, we kind of pared down our cable, so I kind of have to wait for it to come out on the internet before I watch. But that's one of my favorite shows. And it's, it's kind of a geeky show. I don't know if you've ever seen it or know much about
1: it, but I, is that the one where I've seen bits and pieces of it? I've never seen a whole episode. What's the premise of the show?
0: Well, okay. The first, first of all, the reason I like it is it's set in South Dakota. Uh, and there's this warehouse that's hit out in the Badlands, way out in the Badlands where people can't find it. And they, um, uh, uh, store artifacts in there. Artifacts are these uh, objects that have acquired a power somehow uh, by being involved in a. Uh, uh, one of the examples it has is like Hitler's microphone. Uh, it uh, acquired this power from being in such a, you know, a powerful situation, or whatever that it. it uh, an artifact you can use to influence people so this has acquired the power to influence people to do very bad things which is you know what makes sense yeah and so it's it's objects and you know so the premise is, is that these objects throughout history have acquired these powers and they can be rather dangerous powers they can kill people they can you know cause earthquakes there's a few that can even destroy the world so they have to warehouse these artifacts to keep keep the world safe and so they have these agents who have to track these things down and find them and get them away from people um you know all in secret because you don't want people to know if there's this warehouse full of stuff that could cause uh, chaos so they have to do it in secret and uh, you know it's a what they call a dramatic comedy uh, you know there's comedy but there's also a certain amount of drama involved and um i just kind of like the idea of like i say that there could be items that could influence the world. Uh, and then the, the characters are just kind of, um, they're fun. They're quirky. There's a certain amount of, uh, a geekery involved, a certain amount of tech because they have like, a, a gun that was supposed to have de- been developed by Nicholas, uh, T- Nikolai Tesla, um, that shoots out electricity and stuns people. Uh, they have, um, um, oh shoot. I can't remember the name. Um, not Marconi. Um, Oh Farnsworth. Yeah uh it's a little video uh uh phone that this guy uh, Farnsworth the guy that developed TV uh made. Mm-hmm. So so they have all sorts of uh, geeky tech in there.
1: Well, is this the is this the uh, the 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 come to life version of Prism? Is this the NSA running this thing? <laughs> well, you know, don't ask those questions. There'll be black helicopters overhead. But uh, there's always black helicopters overhead where I live.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. You're out there. Yeah, if there's ever a nuclear strike, bye bye, I
1: can't, But <laughs> hey, that's that's one big plus. If I know there's a nuclear strike coming, you know, chances are I'll see a billionth of a second of a flash, mm-hmm. and then I'll be a pile of dust. You know, there there is a positive way to look at these things, Mike. Yeah, you don't have to suffer from uh,
0: radiation poisoning. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I guess if you're going to look literally on the bright side of things... that's Very bright we... side. Yes. So very, like, very... Like, you know, blinding your
1: wet retina's uh, <laughs> uh, bright side. But, okay. I'm pretty sure I won't even feel that part. <laughs> well, no. you know, that's funny because you talk about that. All jokes aside, there's... um, uh, It's been televised, so it's not like it's a secret anymore... Uh, I cross over the Blue Ridge Mountains every day As I commute back and forth to work Well where I cross the Blue Ridge Mountains Is an area commonly known as Mount Weather Mount Weather, Virginia You can find it in the maps You can find it on Google Earth Mount Weather at one point It still has it But it's not used for this anymore Housed the underground facility That was where the president was supposed to go In case of a nuclear attack You can kind of see it on Google Earth You can actually see the road that goes up and then just kind of disappears into the mountain, up near the peak of the mountain. And there's a whole complex underneath the mountain. It, it got its name from years and years ago. There was a uh, weather station, a government weather station, on top of the mountain at that point, Mount Weather. Well, you know, for years, and, and the local community I grew up in, which was right around it, you know, everybody knew. You knew what was there. You just didn't talk about it. It was... It was the government installation. It was called the mountain, as we referred to it when I was growing up. You know, oh, he works on the mountain. And I'm using air quotes here for those that can't see it. Um, And it was very, it was kind of top secret and all that. And it was, you know, it was a place there. In the recent times, though, it's been used by FEMA as a headquarters. Uh, You know, good place. It's solid. It's not going to get blown up. But um, there was a complete, city, as I've been told, underneath the mountain there. Uh, but it kind of got exposed really bad back in, I guess it was 1973 or 74, when on a foggy December Sunday morning, a plane trying to make a landing at Dulles Airport came in just a little too low and hit the side of the mountain there. Ouch. Um, yeah, it's, you can, it's, I can't remember... A, the the stuff about the crash and all is on Wikipedia. I'll see if I can try to find it and put it in the show notes. Um, but I mean, I remember because the town I lived in wasn't that far from, and we heard the plane hit. I mean, we didn't know what it was, but we heard it. And the plane just it was for years and years. It's it's almost completely gone. To, you could see where the plane came in, and just the trees where it started to hit. The trees were tall, and as it came down further and further, the trees were just sloped. The tops of the trees were just sloped off until it hit the road and it happened to hit where there was a small rock outcropping and then the plane just disintegrated at that point. But it was like December 1st, 3rd, 4th, somewhere around there of uh, 1973, 74, I can't remember for sure. Uh, I'll see if I can find it and put it in the notes. But anyway, all that, you know, the big news, plane crash, all that, you know. Well, that kind of outed what was going on there. <laughs> so it kind of lost favor then, as far as being a government installation. So I always figured I was perfectly safe to get the blinding flash. I was in between Washington, D.C. and that place, so I knew it was just going to be boop, and that was it.
0: Well, I don't know, how, depending, I don't know what the radius is for a nuclear strike. We might get radiation poisoning out here, at—hopefully not now. But back in the seventies and eighties, we might have gotten radiation poisoning because in North and South Dakota, here, out in western South Dakota, they had nuclear silos. Yeah, missile so, sites. Yeah, so they want to take those out. Well, you know, that's far enough away. We probably wouldn't get roasted. We'd probably get uh, radiation poisoning and die a slow, miserable death. Because uh, I don't think the uh, nuclear blast would get all the way to the other side of the state. That's 300 miles away. So, like I say, we'd probably uh, die a slow, miserable death.
1: Yeah, see, I would get, uh, what you'd hear would be, I'd see, well, look at that, son of a, and that would have been <laughs> 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 Yeah. You know, I thought
0: you guys were a little morbid last week. But I don't think we're doing much better here.
1: So, uh, well, you know, you got to look at the bright side of things. A bright flash, and it's all over with, you know. See, and you're going to suffer through radiation sickness. Your your hair is going to fall out.
0: Well, it's already started. But...
1: <laughs> well, more so, and then other things will start to fall off on you. And yeah, it's it's not going to end well for you. <laughs> oh, great! Thank you, Mister Optimism, there. <laughs> But uh, any well, we were talking about what to watch for the summer. So that was... <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> we did a road trip. Yeah, road trip. Uh, but the uh, I guess for me, what I'm turning to mostly to watch for the summer is all the video podcasts that I subscribe to. And I've added, you know how I am with podcasts. You and I have had this conversation <laughs> offline before. I currently have 905 podcasts sitting out there waiting to be watched and or listened to.
0: Well, at yeah, some point, I don't declare bankruptcy, but like it, during the summer, it's kind of hard for me to listen to a uh, podcast while I'm at work because I have a coworker, and you know, I actually figure I should listen to him once in a while. Once school starts, yeah, then I'm off by myself because you know then we split our shifts, and then I'm doing stuff and cleaning things behind, so are not people to bother me. So uh, eight hours of work, I can probably get you know six hours of podcast listening in, and then I'm one of those freaks that listen to it at double speed, so then I can get more podcasting done. So I can go through 38 in a week without a problem. But once summer rolls around, you know, I, if I can get an hour or two in every day, um, you know, and that's being kind of lucky sometimes. So then I kind of have to sit there and I go and downcast and go, nope, nope, and just start flicking them to the side. And, um, you know, and it, I kind of like uh, tech news today. But, you know, if it's like a couple days old, well, that news is getting a little stale also. You know that's got to go, and I try to listen to the podcasts of people I know or that I have some connection to. So that keeps a bunch of them around. But then there's others. It's like, yeah, okay, you're gone.
1: Yeah, well, I listen to about twelve to fourteen hours a week, depending. My drive time is what I listen to podcasts. The the heavier the traffic, the, the more podcasts I get to listen to. The longer I spend on the road, the angrier I am when I get home. But I do get more podcasts listened to. But then the stuff I'm mainly talking about is stuff that I that I watch now. I'm happy to sit here at my computer, <clears throat> excuse me, and watch video podcasts. I get to catch up on some of the episodes of uh, like screencasts online, Don stuff that I you know I want to see it, but it's not something I'm going to use right away, or not an application that I may purchase right away. So. I put that in one stack and that waits until I get to the summer and then I start watching all those podcasts. Um there's some of the other video podcasts I watch, you know, it's got news in it, but like uh Techzilla, that can even get a couple weeks behind. Um I'm trying to think. Ben the Ben Heck show is one that I really like where he does all the modding and stuff, and that can get behind. That's no big deal. I've missed a couple contests, but yeah, big big hairy <laughs> deal. Um then some of the stuff I've actually started. I started, I've gotten into Twig on the Twit Network this week in Google. Okay. Just because I, I like Jeff, uh, oh crap, I can't think of his last name now. Jarvis. Yeah, Jarvis. And I love Gina Trapani. She cracks me up. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that lady, but she, to me, she is just absolutely hilarious. And, uh, I admire her for all the work she's done. And then, um, Sometimes this time of year I might switch over and instead of listening to the Lifehacker podcast, I will watch the Lifehacker pod mm-hmm. cuz I love Lifehacker site. I mm-hmm. I spend an inordinate amount of time on Lifehacker <laughs> when I have nothing else to do. It's it's like the squirrel for me, you know, somebody holler squirrel, and you holler Lifehacker and I'm there. So I I go there and check out their hackintosh
0: builds from time to time and I keep thinking maybe I'll do another one. I don't know uh I, I I don't know what to do there, but yeah, I go to life hacker and I listen listen to the podcast. that's one that I'll probably listen to because I get some good stuff out of there once in a while. Um, uh, video podcasts I don't do so much because once I get home, I guess I don't know there's something about sitting here watching a video. It's easier for me to listen to a podcast and work as to sit down and watch a video. One that I did start watching was um uh, was Nixie Pixel. OS Alt um, talks about uh, Linux and stuff. It's uh, about a five, 10 minute podcast. It's not terribly long.
1: Video? Yeah. I don't know that one. Then I watch uh, Tim Chatton's show. I try to watch him as often as I can, Mm. the daily show that he has. And I watch Tech News Today. Um, Well, the good thing, too, is I don't have to sit in front of the computer. I use my Roku box and it streams it to the television where I can get all the Revision 3 shows and I can get all of the um, uh, Twitch shows off of that and some of the other shows. The other thing is I use my iPad, my first-gen iPad, as a streaming device upstairs. If I want to watch it up there, I've got a cable that I can just plug into it that's Mm. already plugged into the TV, stream it, and I can watch it right there. It just streams the video to the television up there, and it's hunky-dory.
0: i got my Android tablet that I can plug an HDMI cable into. I could do that. I'm kind of seriously thinking about getting a um,
1: Roku 3 box. Do you have a television with HDMI port? Yep. Okay, then you're good. That's the reason I don't have a Roku 3. That's right. You got the old tube types yet. Yeah, so it's Mm. got, I mean, mine's got both on it, but it's Mm. got a, but it doesn't only do HDMI. So my Roku 2 is fine. And when they updated the menu interface on that. That was a, that was really cool. I love the new menu tiled interface.
0: Well, and I'm almost thinking that from what I heard, because that's got a search feature built into it, right? Yep. So if you want to watch a show, you can just start typing in uh, the name of the show, and it'll search for it and find it.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't used the new search feature a whole lot, but I, I do do that. You know the other thing that I watch TV with, and, and Mark and Tim will, would shoot me for this, but I use the Wii U because it streams youtube and netflix Mm -hmm. and amazon prime but the the roku doesn't stream uh youtube and there's stuff that i want to watch on youtube because i find movies Mm -hmm. free movies and you know 20 minute 30 minute shows that we sit around and watch and stream it to the television why the heck not i mean yeah then the whole family sits here and we can watch it
0: yeah and um I've got a, a Linux box over here that I put uh, XBMC on, and I'll use that. Problem is, it won't play um, uh, Netflix. At least not until they get their HDMI, uh, or not HTML. Um, Version out the HTML5 version should work on Linux because right now they use Silverlight and you know yeah. you can't do Silverlight in Linux. So uh, when they get that out, uh, you know then maybe I can play it. But you know then you got a computer sitting upstairs, you got the fan noise, you got the heat, and for a hundred bucks you get a Roku box. And what I'm looking for is you know it always kind of boils down to the wife factor for me. Will yeah. uh, Will Deb be able to sit down and find what she wants on there?
1: Yeah, the uh, matter of fact, right here is my. Uh Roku remote. I'm okay. sh- holding it up so Mike can see it. Um, it's great. I mean, it, you can even play games with it. I mean, because it comes with Angry Birds and some games like that that you can play built into it and all that. So th- it's fine. And I love the back button and everything this has. It even has the home button to get you back to where you want to be. Okay. So it's very, it's fr- and the nice thing is, it, this isn't an infrared remote, it's a radio frequency remote. Oh, um, so you don't have to have line of sight. No, I can sit here, if I turn the TV on, I can sit here and control it, have it pointing at my Mac, and be looking at the TV off to my right here, and mm. it's it works perfectly good. I, I highly recommend the Roku box. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Louis Trapani, uh, and crap, now I just forgot his podcast name, Louis. If you're listening, please forgive me. Um, but he uh, he just recently, he's a, he was a victim of uh, uh, Superstorm and Hurricane Sandy, and uh, where he's temporarily living, the best thing he could come up with until he could get moved back into his home that's being rebuilt is he's got a Roku. He and I and uh, a few others on App.net have had conversations about, you know, the Roku and its its virtues. Mm. But <clears throat> uh, I love my Roku. We use Amazon Prime because I'm an Amazon Prime member, and there's a crap load of free stuff I can get for that.
0: I've got uh I got Prime. I got Netflix. I keep thinking about Hulu, maybe, but what I would do if I got Hulu, I would try to see if, um, like I say, if if I could get uh, my wife to use it and we could get uh, like an iPhone app because we both just got iPhones about a month ago. If we could get the iPhone app on there, so it'd be a little easier for her to type and search things, um, you know, and then try to cut cable. It'd be nice if we could cut it all together. We might have to keep like a very basic one to get local channels or something around here. I got a. If the kids ever get their Our kids have moved out of the house But they still have their stuff stored in the basement So I can't get back to the corner Where the cable from the old antenna That's stuck up in the attic is at If I can get to that and experiment And see if we can get local channels with that We could just say, you know Hosta La Vista, baby To the uh, cable subscription Go over the air And then just use um, streaming to watch stuff with Because it's
1: just Deb and I in the house Well, how do you get internet service? Where do you get your internet service from? That's cable. Okay, so you'd have to keep that Uh,
0: for the. uh, Well, we wouldn't have. No, no. I mean, it's through the telephone company. We got a rural uh, telephone cooperative, so they offer. We'd have to keep the telephone because that's the way that the. Because it's to the point we could almost drop telephone with our, um, cell phones. Cell phones, Uh, except out here in the country, it is kind of important to keep a landline because you don't get cell reception everywhere, Um, and you know, in the case of an extended. You know, storm, at least the lines are buried in the ground, that would probably stay functional. Whereas if a cell tower goes down, you're kind of SOL. Um, but, um, so we'd have to keep the telephone, but we could dump cable and not have to worry about it. So we'd be tied to the telephone, not to the cable part. Oh, so, okay. So we could, yeah, dump the cable all together, uh, go over the air for our local, um, uh, you know especially in case of severe weather you want a local channel so you know what's coming at you you can get you know up-to-date for uh forecasts and news and information but otherwise i think everything else we could probably watch uh you know over over the internet and if i get her into because i know she likes watching old tv shows like bewitched and oh mash and some of those um i'd have to look to see what's on there um yeah to see uh what's where but you know i think once she uh, kind of like i had to get her convinced that an iphone was a good idea i think once i got her on the roku box and she understood what was going on and all the stuff that was out there i think she might actually enjoy that too so and one app that i found is kind of handy if you are trying to find the problem is you know you got all these choices i use one called can i stream dot it Uh, And you just type in the name of your movie or the show that you're looking for and um, it'll go through and it'll search Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Crackle, YouTube, Voodoo probably a couple I haven't heard of. It'll search all those and it'll tell you what's available and it'll go streaming, it'll go rental, it'll go digital download, DVD, Blu-ray, and it'll give you all your options there for whatever show you're looking for. So if you're trying to find something, uh, you know that's a good way to do it too like I said I'd like to try out Roku search it and see how the, uh, well that works too but you know that can I stream it is kind of handy too if you don't have uh, something with a search uh, function on it and you're trying to find a, a movie because like when we're doing um, sci-fi tech talk it's kind of like well can we find this movie online somewhere or something like that so
1: yeah no I um, <clears throat> I love uh, Crackle's really good for finding some free stuff online um, that's the one that is it Sony runs it I think yep yeah. yeah,
0: so Sony puts its movies on there because they had Starship Troopers on there. Um, I think that was like last month or something like that. So I I sat down and watched. I I, I watched parts of it when we did our um, podcast about, but I didn't quite get to see the whole movie. So then I was able to watch it. I'd read the book, but I didn't get to see all of the movie. So I watched it front to back when it was on there, and and got a little bit different perspective watching you know all of it rather than bits and pieces, but. Um, yeah, they got different movies on there, and you know that's all free, and it's you know they rotate stuff, so it's you know the downside is if you don't watch it right away, it may not be there, but you're getting fresh stuff all the time.
1: Yeah, no, I I really like that, but see, for internet service, I have to keep my cable service. I can get <laughs> in just cable internet without television, but where I am, there are almost there are two or three local channels, and when I say local, oh oh. I mean, really, really local. Yeah. None of the D.C. stations broadcast out this far where I'm at. So I can't, not that I watch them. I mean, for the network shows that I watch, I watch them. I don't watch the D.C. news because I don't need to know who killed who when and how many people died today and who got arrested for this or that, you know, what politician did something to somebody in the back of something somewhere, you know, or whatever like that. I, I don't really care anymore. I've just lost Total interest in that sort of stuff, but my local news station is fun to watch. Partially because, you know, it is a local station serving a a, a town of about twenty thousand, twenty five thousand people. So mm. you get some interesting news features on there. Oh that, yeah, you know, but it's fun. I yes. enjoy it. Yes. Well, and you
0: see, for us, local is a relative thing because the uh, local stations are down in Sioux Falls, and that's about two hours away. Um, that's because that's kind of South Dakota's um, metropolitan area. Um, well, they got what two hundred thousand people down there, I guess, something like that. Um, but uh, so it's not like we have anything really local. But they do have, you know, news crews that goes around and they well go around and cover things from time to time and. Um, yeah, so like I said, local is kind of a relative term for us, but we still like to know, you know, kind of what's going on a little bit in the, especially like I say, the weather or any you know breaking news or something like that. It's always kind of good to have. So
1: yeah, and well, see, I've got a mountain in between me and most of the big metropolitan areas, mm. so that tends to block a little bit. It doesn't yeah, block st- the radiation. It won't block the radiation.
0: I <laughs> see. This is all flat out here. Our idea of a mountain is like a two 200- hundred. Uh, you know, hill or something like that. That's oh, no. that's big stuff out here.
1: Oh no! See where I cross, where I cross the mountain, I'm crossing at about thirteen, fourteen hundred feet above sea level, and that's a, that's the low part in the mountain where I'm crossing there, because uh, it goes on up in that area. I think it gets up to around two thousand feet or so above sea level. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say because I think we're like five hundred
1: feet above sea
0: level. Yeah, five hundred. I looked. I had an app on my phone. I took it off. Um, it tells you the elevation, of stuff.
1: Yeah. Now that's yeah. Because here I'm at uh, here at home. I think we're at around we're at three two hundred and fifty three hundred feet above sea level here, something like that. I can't remember. Okay. Because I'm in the bottom of the valley, so I'm not as high up, and you know, there's more. Again, I live in between the Blue Ridge. And the Appalachian Mountains. The Blue Ridge I cross every day. The Appalachians I look at as I'm coming home every day. So okay. they're on the other side yeah. of the valley. So,
0: And you see, South Dakota is flat. Um, we have the Jim River that runs from, uh, was it, up in North Dakota through here and down that way. It has the uh, uh, distinction of being the world's longest unnavigable river because it's so flat. It doesn't have much for water in it. Uh, it doesn't flow very well it's actually like a really long lake more than it is like a <laughs> a river because it doesn't really flow that much and um and just because of the lay of the land here when the glaciers went through it just you know flattened everything out. and they, at the west end of the state you got the the black hills the, the badlands where like deadwood is filmed or you know the town of deadwood is that the tv series was based on uh the Sturgis bike rally is out there you know all the cool stuff's at the west end of the
1: state yeah and you're at the east end yeah the boring end Eh. that that didn't work out well for you
0: no it didn't but I don't feel like moving the other end of the state we got our farm out here I don't want to move the farm I don't want to sell the farm I certainly don't want to buy the farm
1: uh that (laughs) would be bad You don't want to buy the farm trying to move the farm yeah that's (laughs) that too so, uh, but yeah, watching t v does and watching shows, plus you don't have as much time to watch stuff because you're doing other things during the summer, or yeah at least i am well we 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 try to get out, we actually
0: went to um aberdeen on father's day and um uh, we just, because that's about an hour and a half away, uh, that's, you know, another major town here. So we went there and we're trying to get out a little bit more this summer, but when we're spending like eight hours at the school cleaning and, you know, I guess Deb is working during the summer as a full-time custodian now at the elementary cleaning up stuff. So we both get home at night and it's kind of like, ah, uh, we're, we're kind of like zombies. It's kind of, we walk in the house. Okay. If we eat food, we sit down and then we, you know, nap and then we get up and watch TV or whatever. And,
1: yeah, that's that's kind of what happens. And, of course, I got the kids running around. They're out of school, so they're all running around going, let's play a game, let's play a game. And, you know, I try to play games with them and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We, I took a couple of them. We took a little shopping trip. I had an errand run, so we took a little shopping trip and combined it in together with it. So, you know, it was fun. But, you know, that's what this,
0: this is what I bought for Father's Day. Not going to do the people at... Our listening audience much good, but I bought a tool belt. But I mean, I've got a little place together cell holder, uh, cell phone holder here, so I can put my iPod Touch in there. It's got a uh, pocket there. I can put my uh, iPhone in there because I listen to the podcast on the iPod, and I got my my phone in there. And then I've got a um, Rav power. It's a battery, but it, you can also put an SD card in it. Oh, cool. Uh, And a USB uh, port, so you can plug, like, an external hard drive into it. So if you want some additional storage, because the the iPhone's only got uh, uh, 16 gigs to it, and I was worried about storing stuff. So I figured uh, a battery pack plus some extra storage, or if you want to put movies or something on there, um, that's always kind of nice to have. And then I got a couple pens, and I got my USB uh, thing to hook the uh, phone up to the battery.
1: Yeah, Father's Day, I got um, a book and some new shoes. I got the... Uh, uh, do you watch Duck Dynasty? I, I've seen it a few times. I'm aware of it. I, it's a show we all enjoy. It's good, clean family entertainment from my perspective. But uh, the guy, the Phil Robertson, the senior guy, the dad on the show, um, wrote a book, and it's called Happy, 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 which is his little line he says all the time. He says, everybody be happy, happy, happy. So he's the one that... Com- that uh, was, when he was in college, he started, he was, I forget what university went uh University of Louisiana, I guess, I think. Anyway, he started ahead of Terry Bradshaw, who was, who was the quarterback for the, you know, world champion quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Phil didn't want to play professional football. He wanted to go back and do duck calls and go hunting and stuff like that, so he stepped aside, stepped away from pro football, and and Bradshaw went in, so. Okay. He's happy with his choices, and I'm sure Terry Bradshaw is quite happy with his. You know, you made mention a couple times, I know you're a new iPhone user, and uh, congratulations, by the way, on that, if I haven't told you already.
0: Oh, thank you. You know, finally, first smartphone here. We've had this stupid little feature phone for a number of years, and, you know, after you want to throw that against the wall for a while, because, you know, I want something that could do the Internet, and you could do, oh, it's kind of like the Internet on training wheels you can do this you know janky little thing that you know you could maybe see a picture there you know maybe if you turned it the right way and you can do texting with it and it was the kind that would slide up they had the keyboard at the bottom but um so you didn't have to hit like each key three times or whatever to you know make a letter or whatever But yeah. so we've been t9. wanting something yeah t9 there you go uh, you know more like pain nine but um and I wanted one for a while, but you know, it was the cost was always kind of a factor. And then, like I say, again, my wife, she was happy with the, the phone that she had. But then, you know, about uh, just before Mother's Day, she's kind of like, "Gee, I wish we had a new phone." I'm kind kind of going. Um, there's this thing called an iPhone, um, <laughs> and then once I started explaining it to her and all the things you can do, yeah, you know, now she does it. So that was kind of our combined Mother's Day Father's Day present. And now that she's using it, uh, I think she might be. Oh, I know that she's uh, she has a pen pal in England, so we've been skyping with the crazy English lady uh, as we're driving through <laughs> Watertown. So we are coming back from. Um, uh, our our kids are all in Water Town now, so we was up there to see them and do our grocery shopping. And then we're driving through town, and so she's got the iPhone facing out and giving her a tour of the town. Well, there's the lake, and you know there's a there's a, a restaurant, and there's a barbecue place. And so you know it, it's really not she's you know she's into it, and I think she's happy that we did it. It just took a little while to get there, um, but you know, like all things in a marriage, it requires careful planning and execution. Uh, <laughs> you don't yeah. you just don't spring these things on them sometimes,
1: but. well, I've been threatened with execution, but it wasn't it's not the same thing I don't think probably not <laughs>
0: uh, well, I think she wanted to execute me a time or two too, but um yeah, so we got them, and like I said yeah, I've been wanting one for a long time, and i' i you know it's kind of nice because, like when um yeah, uh, you wanted to get a hold of me about being on the podcast because uh, the old feature phone wouldn't couldn't do Twitter, um, and so I would have to wait till I got home. And then oh, you guys left a message. And sometimes, like when we're doing our sci-fi tech talk podcast, it's kind of like I get home and oh, you know, I'll be running a little late or something. You know, I don't know this ahead of time, so uh, now I can just while well, hear a message, come in and check it quick and see what's going on. And you know, that's certainly nice to have. And just to be able to uh, you know, access the internet, I mean, I'm, I'm an internet junket. I live on the internet. That's yeah. my home. And, and to be separated from it for like eight hours when I'm at work just kind of drove me crazy. And, you know, obviously <laughs> I can't be on it. I have to be careful of how I'm on it when I'm on it. But if I pull it out and check things once in a while, do a quick twitter check or something like that and you know the work still gets done but it's just kind of it, it makes me feel comfortable to know that it, it's right there at my hip down in my little holster there and i can pull it out and check things real quick and then i've just been using it for keeping track of uh because I, I have a terrible memory of to remember to do things people tell me can you do this i'll say yeah yeah sure i'll remember it no i won't um <laughs> That's
1: so called, i just fart memory
0: <laughs> yeah you know yeah um it was Swiss cheese memory. I remember certain things really well and forget other ones, uh, but I'll pull it out and uh uh, I'll use like a wonder list. And so I've got like a list of things to get done this summer. Um, I also use reminders uh, on the iPhone. Hit, you know, Siri and say, you know, remind me at such and such a time to do this. Or when I get to a certain place, remind me to do that. And so, um, you know, it's it, it, it serves a purpose at work and it's a good thing to have.
1: Uh, so I'm making use of it. Well, you know what we'll have to do since you've got an iPhone now. We'll have to exchange phone numbers because since you're running an iPhone and I am too, we can iMessage, which doesn't use your texting plan at all, and we stick it to the phone company. That's right. We can stick it because I, te- I that's what Mark and I do sometimes. I'm sending you know I'm sending him iMessages halfway around the world. That's pretty cool that I can send him a text message in Australia, you know, ten twelve thousand miles away, mm. cost absolutely nothing. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's a little
1: probably a little better than Twitter. Twitter is pretty good, but sometimes I don't know.
0: It seems like there might be a delay sometimes, but.
1: Yeah, Twitter can be kind of weird at, like that at times, but um it uh yeah, we'll have to do that so that we can we can always text each other because it's always fun. You can think of something funny and I, you can get immediate <laughs> gratification, you know, or I, I like get, immediate gratification. Yeah, that's why we like the internet is because <laughs> we like immediate gratification. So, you know, you were talking about that and that brings up an interesting point because now that you've got a little more gadgets to travel with, do what else do you travel with when you're gadgeting out? Of the house. Well, you know,
0: before I got got the iPhone, I was I, I you know, I had my iPod touch, but that was was serving as both my uh music player sometimes, more podcast player, but then I was also using it for the PDA part for keeping track of the stuff. And the problem is I'd be listening to six hours of uh podcast and I'd pull it out and then I'd fire up the screen and it'll go like twenty percent battery left life left yet. So what I was doing well, now that I got the the iPhone, that's taken over the uh, the PDA part, and then I'll use the Touch for music and podcasts. But before I got that, I had, and this is well, not old tech, but it's not new stuff either. I've got an um, Arcos um, uh, five internet tablet. It's got a five inch screen on it, and that I was using for music and podcasts, and then saving the uh, the iPod for the you know, making keeping track of things. Um, And this has got, um, I think 16, 16 gigs of memory built in. But the nice thing is, and I know some people say uh, you don't need it, but you can put a micro SD card in there. So you can add memory to it. Uh, I kind of, yeah, I kind of wish you could do that. I guess I understand why it would be an unattractive slot on the beautifully sculpted piece of technology, but dang, put the slot in there. I'd like to, you know, a little extra storage. Um, So I was using that, and I had it rigged up. I had this nice little cradle that I set on my uh, console of the Equinox. I had a little uh, uh, Velcro on there so it would stick so it wouldn't move around. And I had it so you could plug in, and this little adapter that would broadcast over the – well, this one actually has Bluetooth built into it, so I could brought – the Equinox will do Bluetooth music. And so that I was using for, for traveling. And then I've got you know all the assorted chargers and tips and stuff that you have to have in your console for keeping your gads charged and everything.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the that was the biggest boom <clears throat> When I got a uh, new stereo for my uh, car, because I was cheap when I bought my little commuting car. I have a little Nissan Versa. I, you know, I got four wheels, and automatic transmission, and air conditioning, and that was about it. I didn't really get a whole lot else. Oh, I did get the little spoiler on the back, so it looks cool. Uh, But, uh, and then I put my Apple logos on the back window of it. (laughs) But anyway, uh, my wife, for Christmas a couple years ago, gave me a new stereo for the car, new head unit, and it's got the uh, USB jack as well as auxiliary jacks and yeah. 500,000 other things on the stereo. But the only thing I use it for is I have I plug a cable into that and then plug it into the bottom of my Nano and I listen to my podcasts as I drive yeah. back. But the nice thing is you don't, it's got one of these weird buttons on it that's a um, all-in-one joystick type of button volume Good. and does all it doesn't have a whole lot of but which is a real pain in the butt. But it also came with this little teeny remote control. And that's what I used to control this (laughs) thing. I can volume up, volume down very easy with it. Well,
0: that's why that's why I like the Equinox. Uh, It's got uh, the controls built into the steering wheel, so you have a volume up and down over under your thumb, and then it's got like a rocker switch. So if you push it in, it'll change from AM, FM, auxiliary, your iPod, whatever. You can switch that, and then by rocking it up and down, like say, you can uh, change channels. Or um with the Bluetooth uh and the uh iPod, you could sit there and change to the next song or whatever, uh, so I've got that all on my on, you know on the steering wheel there um, and that's got um, a USB jack in, down in the console, so you could stick uh oh, you could probably stick a thumb drive or um, yeah. it limits how much um i forget there's a number uh song limit number of songs you could have on there it kind of maxes out at a certain point but you could put something in there a jump drive or a um external drive uh usb powered um drive in there if you wanted to do that it's also got the auxiliary port um and like i said the bluetooth on it so um you know, that works out really nice for that. So that, yeah, if, uh, you know, my vision is, is that now that it's Deb and me and we got the Equinox, it's a nice small little, uh, uh vehicle four cylinder gets about 30 miles a gallon going down the road. So I picture us, you know, taking one of these summer vacations where we just go that away and, you know, <laughs> you know, this carefree, I don't know. We're, we're, we're both a little uptight, you know, just to kind of wing it but you know (laughs) i know i I
1: know the feeling
0: (laughs) yeah but yeah you know and my my brother he's like 14 years older than i am but him and his wife they will put a tent in the back of the car and then they'll just kind of wherever yeah no 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 i did that's i it's going to take a little bit for me to you know do quite that but you know if we just you know pull up the phone okay next town coming up yeah what's there oh motel eatery whatever um i kind of want to know i mean you know i i am i'm a nerd i like to plan i kind of like to have you know an idea what we're we're doing at least somewhat of a plan but uh uh yeah that would be traveling for me is that we can just kind of not have to worry about um um getting to a destination just hey that looks like fun
1: um. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. I, But I'm a more like you. I can't pick up and just go. I've got friends that can. Um, I have a friend whose sister recently blew my mind. She said, oh, well, I'm a bike across the country. And she and a couple other friends <laughs> got on their bicycles and took off. I was like, what the hell? Where are you going to be at what day? And all that. Like, oh, we'll be somewhere around here. And I was like, I could, It just blows my mind to do something yeah. like that. And besides that, camping and stuff like that, I don't discourage anybody from camping. It's a great thing. But I spend enough time in Boy Scouts crapping in a hole in the woods that I don't want to do it anymore if I don't have to.
0: No, I, I camp in motel rooms. I mean, that that's what I do.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I was going to go camping now, I'd have to have a nice RV, you know, with my own yeah. shower, my own toilet, and electricity, oh. satellite so i can get internet service
0: (laughs) yeah well yeah and you know we um it had been a while so we went to the state fair in south dakota last year and they have all those rvs lined up there and holy cow i mean they had some that will slide out and expand and go up and they got like two stories in them and um they got some real fancy ones i'm going you know good grief if we sold the house maybe we could pay for this but you know you look at them boy that's cool uh they got like you know a dining room in there and they've got you know an upstairs loft master bedroom that you could go to and you know it's just freaking wild but i I, trying to think about paying the gas to haul one of those things around you know your gas gauge and your
1: speedometer go you know uh you're talking about an actual travel trailer then something you pull
0: Oh, they had them all. They had RVs. They had camper trailers. They had the whole works there from all the way down to the little pop-out uh, campers to the uh, – I,
1: The big buses. Ha-
0: I don't know if they had any of the big buses, but they had campers there. I mean they had some good-sized you know, RVs there, and then they had the little um, – oh, it was – I don't know how to describe it. it, it it's like a little uh, – Van type deal that they modified So you had your camping there and then you just kind of walked Up front to where the driver was at And But you had a little kitchen here And you had like a bed for a couple to sleep On back there
1: and. That's a class, I think it's class B motorhome is what that's called Class A's are the big ones I used to know this, and I should still remember it, because I still still fantasize about owning one of those great big RV buses with all the... You can get them with, like, four slide-outs on them, you know, and you got a Mm -hmm. king-size bedroom, two or three big-screen televisions. You can even get some of them now with fireplaces and stuff in them. Mm. (laughs) So, uh...
0: Oh, they're wild. Yeah, and, you know, those little ones, yeah, you you call them a Class B, I would call it a rolling death trap and a tornado, but...
1: you know, you know. (laughs) depends on the time and the place you know
0: Uh, that's true but yeah yeah, you know you look at those things and you fantasize and you think it'd be cool but uh, i don't you know like I say it's a lot of money and you know and maybe you know if we were fortunate enough to be like you know our friends allison and steve who can who are what retiring next month
1: yeah the end of july i think it is yeah
0: yeah, something like that. You know, and they're you know only a few years older than us, and uh, you know they got time that they can do all this stuff, and you know I will assume the financial resources. You know my problem is I'm going to have to probably work for the next 15 years so I have a sufficient you know retirement that you know will hopefully carry us through to whenever you know I'm taking that long dirt nap. Um, you know, hopefully it'll be more than like two days between when I retire and when that happens. But you know, uh, so I'm gonna have to work that long before I can you know have a the financial means to do it. But yeah, for somebody that uh, you know can do that, it would you look at it and go, you know, it looks it looks like an interesting way of life. Just travel down the road, and, hey, let's pull over here and you know, or camp at Walmart. A lot yeah. of people do that.
1: Yeah, well, I've got uh, I've known people, <clears throat> not anybody that's my age currently, but I've known people. That were older than I was that have done that that were full time RVers they just traveled around the country, basically living out of the RV. That's that was their that was their home. But I mean, then again, they also had sunk you know one hundred and seventy five two hundred thousand dollars into one of these things. So
0: yeah, and then you know the price of gas you probably spend that much in year driving it around. That's that's the other scary
1: thing. Well, they tended to the the people I knew they were actually friends of my mom's. They tended to, you know, they'd drive someplace and stay someplace for a week or so, you know, and then, uh. and then, you know, drive a few hundred miles or something like that and stay. Someplace else for a week or so, you know, mm. like they might drive up, you know, and spend time in your town, stay there for a week or so, seeing all the sights and everything, and meeting all the people in your town, and um, they could probably do that in what a couple of days, I'm guessing. I was gonna
0: say that in the afternoon, oh, but okay. you know, whatever. Yeah, but We're I mean, only about twelve hundred people here, so.
1: But you know, then they but then they could go from there. Then they could drive over to the Badlands and you know spend. Mm-hmm. They could spend a week or so in the Badlands, looking around and because they towed another vehicle behind it too. Mm-hmm. They had a, I think they had a little uh, Jeep Wagoneer or something when those first came out, um, okay. or something like that. They had some small little vehicle that they drove around locally, and then after they parked in the RV park, so. Um, but that's how they lived, and then during the winter they tended to stay more in the southern part of the United yeah. States, um, yeah. and then the rest of the year they they'd come north, you know, and uh, and uh, be up here. But uh, that was that was the way they lived. They liked doing it. I. I don't know that I would like to. I'd like to have an RV because I'd like to be able to on a weekend just say, "Hey, I want to get away for the weekend." Load the family up, haul off. Even if I only drove a hundred miles, I mean, you know, really wouldn't have to go that far. But someplace just a little different scenery for a while or something like that. And but still, my own pooper and my own shower and everything like that. I'm very definite. I need my own pooper.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that communal stuff. No, not fun. Um, and I even thought about. I mean, we got the farm off the town. We we got like a thousand acres of land out there, and yeah, I thought of parking something out there so we could go out in the weekend because it's about twelve miles, well, about fourteen miles away from town here. But I'd go out there on the weekend, just you know, so it's not here. You know, maybe out in the country. I don't know. But I suggested that to my wife. She said, if we're getting an RV, we ain't parking it out in the, on the farm. So okay. Uh,
1: well, you know that brings up something else that I told you—a topic we might discuss that you might be interested in looking into. Okay. Uh, you, you say that it makes the perfect segue. There's a there's this movement. I don't remember how I got hooked onto this, um, but it's the movement. It's called the tiny house people. It's about these people that take like a utility trailer, a flatbed utility trailer, like a say a ten by twelve or a. Uh, maybe like a uh, twelve by twelve trailer so I don't know different sizes of utility trailers you can get to pull behind your truck and right. they build houses on them that they yeah. can then because it's a house and, or and they use them as their permanent residence and because it's on a trailer, you know the building codes don't apply because it's not of a certain square footage and it's on <laughs> wheels and all this stuff. but if you go on YouTube, you can see tons of videos if you search for Tiny house about these people that do it there's a whole mm. whole thing around there's a guy that's written books but these people build these houses they're 120 square feet of house that's all there is on these little trailers and you know they have like a sleeping loft and stuff in them. and they actually look like a a big shed for lack of a better term mounted permanently to a trailer and they have varying degrees of sophistication. I've seen some of them that were simple that had a what they called a composting toilet, which was basically a box over top of a five-gallon bucket that you you used and then you tossed in the sawdust on until it got full and then you know you put it out in the compost pile and continued on that way. And some of them then have the uh, the more fancy, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, electric composting toilets that actually incinerate stuff and all that and and take care of the waste matter and all for you. And they'll have showers and stuff like that. But if you go to... I'll put a link to a couple of them in the show notes. uh, Videos, the people will give you a tour of their tiny houses. And a lot of them are people that have taken them. When you said that about going out on the farm, they'll take them and have them out someplace like that where they can just pull it in. You can pull it behind a pickup truck or or probably behind your uh, SUV. And, you know, just back it in someplace... You know, if you some of them have or pro, have little propane-powered refrigerators in them, and and propane-powered heating systems, and you know, a propane-powered water heater. If they've got a full shower, some of the showers are nothing more than a ups in the upper loft area. They have a big you know, five or ten gallon jerry can full of water and a hose that runs down into a a, a, a toilet shower combination area. One of them I saw. The guy basically just took diamond plating. And coated the walls so that it was you know, and then sealed up all the crack. That was his shower. It was a rubber hose that came out of the ceiling, and uh, you could turn the water on and off so it fell on you and rinse off and do your thing. It's, it, it's I, the the idea is to to reduce your footprint, you know, and be less of a burden on the planet and the consumable things and all that there's a story about a 16 year old kid that built one and he's using it for his college place to stay while he's in college and all that there's a whole video about that um it's really interesting and it's kind of ironic that a guy like me aka big in virginia (laughs) wants to live in a tiny house you know so i mean it's just it's interesting as hell is all i'll say
0: I'm glad you threw that out there because I, I was thinking I was just too polite to bring it up. But
1: we'll um, never <laughs> um, be polite. You, we never have with each other as long as we've known each other. So yeah, uh, okay, yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I try to be exercise a little discretion once in a while. But I'm just trying to picture one of those. I, I'm going to have to look at those links now because I'm just trying to picture on a utility trailer. I hope they beefed it up. I'm wondering about the construction. Now I'm, I'm overthinking this crap, but I mean, if you do like two by four construction, that thing's going to be heavy. It's going to take up weight. But what? Or do they use uh, steel
1: to build a house out of? No, nope. it's wood construction. It's usually all wood construction. Um, like I say, you basically have a little room downstairs. It's kind of like your living room, dining room, kitchen. You might have a separate area that's for the toilet, and then you have like a loft. While while we're waiting, go to go to YouTube right now and look for tiny house, and just search for tiny house on YouTube videos. And the you know how YouTube gives you the stills of them, All right? You'll, you'll start to see what they are. Heck, just Google tiny house and you'll start to see them. But I mean, some people have gotten really ingenious with these things, and what they've you know they'll have even bigger trailers. They'll have like eight by eight by twenty trailers or something like that that they've built them on and stuff like that. And there is truly amazing the the artistry and craftsmanship that these people put into it, and the fact and people are using them for like weekend cabins or weekend getaways. And again, I say other people are living in them full time. I mean, they're living in a a house that has less square footage than a lot of people's bedrooms have in them. You know,
0: I'm l- looking at some of these pictures here. Yeah, and they are blowing my mind. Now these I don't think are on a trailer. These look like they're but they're about the size of a garden shed. This one I'm looking at
1: uh, Yeah, they're they're really small it's, it's really wild what people have done with these things. I mean, some people go to the go to the trouble of hooking it up like you have RV style hookups in them, you know, so that you can pull them into an RV park I mean, these things weigh like 5 and 6 and 8,000 pounds because they build them out of wood uh, like I said, that 16-year-old boy started build one. He built it himself, uh, and he was taking it to college. It was going to be his dorm room while he was at college. So, well, this one kind of looks like a dorm
0: room because it's got the uh, the the bed in the loft, uh, then a desk down below with a chair under it, and little to add a really rustic look. They built a, a ladder out of uh, binding tree branches together uh, and cut them. Uh, yeah. So there's a stepladder going up there.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite fast. I've been fascinated for the last couple of days. Every time I've had a, f- a few minutes free, I mean there must there's hundreds of these videos on YouTube, and I have spent. You talk about geeking out. Something I'll probably never do, but I have sat there and been fascinated to watch the, the 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 these little houses that people built, and you know the different ways they're purposing them. I mean, again, some people are using them for a weekend thing and some people are living in them, you know, a family of two and three people living in one of these things full time.
0: Well, you know, I when I was a kid on the farm or maybe even uh, when we were, uh, you know, newlyweds on the farm, we had um, this one shed that we would uh, we would put the lambs in. I guess that when I was a kid, um, this one shed that we would put lambs in after they were born, but there was an attic up above there. And we could crawl up there, and there's a little hatch there, and we just stored crap up there. But I got to thinking one night. Um because it was a separate building. We had to walk out there in the cold to check on the lambs. There's always a you know cold walk out there. It would be nice if you could just fix that loft up so you could just stay up there. And then if you needed to check on any – if any of the uh, lambs down below were having problems, you could just lift up the, the hatch and look down. And I got thinking, what would you do with that space up there? But, you know, could you, you could put a bed in here and what you could do to kind of fix the place up a little bit. And, you know, I did kind of the, the same thing uh, looking at these. Uh, I mean, these are elaborate houses. I don't know if I was going to be that elaborate. But what could you do just fixing up that little, little attic space up there?
1: Well, you know, I saw um, there's a couple companies that I found online. Uh, I can't remember the names of them, but I could find them if I went back and looked. That sold these, like, little cabins. They called them, like, the weekenders. And they were, like, they brought them in on a big, like, rollback. And they were, like, 12 by 20 buildings but they were actually a cabin that had a little front porch you know put on them and had like log and cedar siding and stuff on them they you know some a couple of places people had just poured a concrete slab and they just slid these things down on top of it and really all you'd have to do is run an extension cord to a generator or to an outlet and power the house and you know you'd be set
0: well they got one here that I'm looking at on a, that's actually on a trailer uh, you've got uh, so it looks like the sides fold out so you've got like a porch so you've got your uh, your porch on the bottom and the little uh, roof sticking out on top to kind of give you a little shade protect you from the uh, the rain it's got a little um, it looks like a you know probably living room um, dining room combination there but it looks it's got like uh, the, uh, the the windows there it looks like a little uh, little greenhouse back there um, little loft up above with the window. And uh, I can't see in there, but that's probably the kitchen, I suppose. They don't show any interior pictures, but that just looks fascinating.
1: Yeah, and like I say, it's totally a geek thing to look at this thing and go, wow, these things are truly amazing. And uh, I was watching a video earlier where these people had done one and how they were setting up their computer to use the computer while they were there. They had like a little fold-up table that went flat to the wall when they weren't using the computer. They'd mounted the monitor on the wall and all this, you know, they had gone to all the, and, and, you know, living in 120 to 160 square feet, two people all the time living in, in that small of a space. So, I mean, Mm.
0: you know, they have another name for that. It's called prison cells. Uh, Yes, that's
1: true. They do.
0: (laughs) But they're they're usually not fixed up this
1: nicely, but they're usually not co-ed prison cells. Usually are not co-ed.
0: No, but I mean, this one's got loft with a, a rail and uh, oh, yeah. around it, and huh? Okay, Kevin, you're just planning bad ideas in my head.
1: I know, and that's part of the reason I did it too, because I know you're the type of person, just like me, that this this if nothing else, this will eat up your time, rat in a rat hole, while you go through and watch and research this stuff, even if you do nothing else with it. You- or they even have like tiny
0: house listings.
1: Oh, yeah. there's companies. Buy, sell, and rent. Yeah, you can buy them and all that sort of stuff. I've seen some very, you know, and some of these people have taken them to the point to where they're almost like an RV, but they're not quite, they're a little more permanent than that. And, you know, they'll pull them up someplace and then build a porch off of the front of them, so they have a little porch and some steps. And it's just, it, it's amazing what these people do. Of course, some of these people are living in areas like uh, out in California where there is no, you know, winter or anything like that. So, really, they don't live, you know, it wouldn't be like where you are where um, you'd have to worry about losing it in a snowstorm.
0: Well, as you say that, though, I'm looking at one here because I went to a page on Gizmodo. And there's an A-frame in Pearl Basic, Colorado that is rather
1: covered with snow. It would be insulation, though. keep it warm true it would be very well insulated snow is a good insulator Mm -hmm. it's a good suffocator Uh, too but that's beside the point
0: yeah gizmodo's got a bunch here um yeah okay yeah now i'm just and you know we talked about putting out there on the farm because the family would the rest of the family would like to come out there once in a while and you know kind of get back to their roots or whatever you know back to the farm and the house on the farm really needs to be tore down because it's not in the best of shape but we talked about fixing up the garage but if we had one of these if we could build we're a family of geeks so we could geek out on this and my brother is kind of the uh, all this is called the, the tree hugger variety you know he would really go <laughs> in for something like this uh I could just see us, you know, doing something like this. Yeah, it'd be big enough for, you know, a uh, a couple to go out there, or you know, maybe put the kids in a tent or something. But
1: you could get two. I mean, most of these people were talking about how they get off the grid. You know, they they have no mortgage. They're living in a house that costs them three thousand dollars. You know, I mean, really, that's pretty cheap. But I, you know, it's
0: it's fascinating. You know, the one thing. You know the only thing that would—I don't know if well—if it was to be permanent, we could get internet. That'd be the one thing. I don't know about traveling and getting good internet. I like fast internet.
1: Well, then you see that. Well, you could um, uh, you could get satellite internet if you wanted to. That's I don't know expensive. how fast that is. So, yeah, it depends. Different ones are different speeds, but you could look into it. Hmm. So, see now, I've given you something to occupy your free time. And I fully expect by early this fall, I'll see you posting pictures of Mike's tiny house. Yeah, or
0: Mike's little nut house, but, you know, that might be a completely different building, but.
1: Yeah. So, well, I guess on that note, we've been going for a little over an hour here. We ought to wrap it up uh, uh, and tell the listeners where they can find you, Mr. Mr. <sighs>
0: Well, as I say, I live on the internet, but if you really want to find me, uh, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, um, watching, sometimes I post things, I think they're amusing, other people may disagree, but, um, I can be found there at DSC Chipman, um, And then I'll plug my two uh, podcasts that I do. I uh, on my own I do Barred on the Plains, and um, like I said, this last show we discussed Warehouse 13, and the next one I want to discuss a book that I kind of blame for corrupting my uh, uh, my sense of humor and my world outlook, and that's uh, Catch 22. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) yeah, and then uh, on sci-fi, then I'm uh, one of the hosts on Sci-Fi Tech Talk with uh, Julie Keel and Jeff Sire, and uh, if we can all get our schedules together, we want to talk about Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, wow. And so uh, you can find out all the stuff that I do. I have an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. And go there, and I'll have the links to the, the podcasts I do and whatever else may strike my fancy.
1: Well, great. And, I again, I certainly do appreciate you jumping back in again this week and helping out. With uh, Mark having uh, overexposed himself with his man so <laughs> And I,
0: I might just change my name to Backup. You know, always have a good backup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but if the listeners want to find out anything about me, you can always go over and find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash big, B I G underscore I N underscore V A, or you can go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder and find links there to the stuff I do or say or. <laughs> Offend people with. If you want to find out more about the show, go over to www.geekiestshowever.com, and that's not geekiestshowerever.com. I know that's 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 what Mike always thinks when he sees that URL. So. Uh, he's trying to get that image out of his head now so the melon baller, that's what I keep telling you it works perfect for it So, uh, but I think that'll wrap it up for this week and we certainly wish Mark the best and hope he gets to feeling better real soon and uh, we'll be talking to you soon so between now and next week don't forget to hug a geek
0: Hey Tim Tim, are we going to do the show?
1: Dude, I'm playing Boba Fett pinball man but, Tim, it's time for us to record Tech Fan. Well, this is about. Oh, dang it. Oh, I went in the Starlight pit. I hate when that happens. Tim, um, Tim
0: I know you like pinball, but we need yeah. to do our show. We okay. need to talk about technology and, and gadgets uh, that's and that's even that's video pinball. games, even pinball. And, oh, did you say something about pinball? Yeah, I did, but you weren't listening.
1: Hmm. I think I'm good to Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: Tech Fan. I think it's going to be a solo show. Go, Bubble Fett! Oh.
1: Huh? I'm sorry. I'll put this down. What? Let's record a show. It's the Tech Van Podcast, right here on the Stoplight Network.